transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. Hello and welcome to another midsummer edition of Make Me an Island. Today we are making the most of the fact that Noel Sambu is in town to sit him down and go deeper still into the ever-beating, non-stopping, life-affirming and possibly death-defying heartbeat of the Congo. If you enjoyed part one of our investigations a few months ago, then I think you're in for a treat today for a few simple reasons. Primarily, we are not on Skype, but in situ, in person, relatively live and completely alive. And Noel is packing heat in the shape of his guitar, so it's an illustrated conversation today in full colour. So that's all to come. But before that, seeing as it's still mid-August, I thought I would wet the palate today with a tune so evocative of the season it will possibly make you nostalgic for a summer not yet past. Having spent the last several days pushing a bicycle around the Dingle Peninsula and having my blown mind blown again by the sensuous nature of the sights, sounds and smells surrounding me, my sense of wonder at the simple perfection of this song has been reborn. Only someone intimately familiar with the glorious properties of a lungful of fresh cut grass smell could conjure the line when the flat of the land has the crop down on it. This is the work of a master songwriter in full flow. Jonathan Richmond gets right into the heart of the matter, one brilliant line at a time. For the full effect, I recommend you take your bicycle to the top of the nearest hill, preferably at sunrise or sunset, and do it while the August fires still burn. Then let go of the wheel and, freewheeling, live again that summer feeling. you gotta when you run for love not because you oughta when you trust your friends with no reason nada the joy I've named shall not be tamed and that summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day in your life Makes you drop down on it When the smell of the lawn Makes you flop down on it When the teenage car Gets the cop down on it That time is here For one more year And that summer feeling Is gonna haunt you One day in your life Forgotten what I'm naming You're gonna long to reclaim it one day Because that summer feeling Is gonna haunt you one day in your life And if you wait until you're older A sad resentment will smolder one day and then that summer feeling's gonna haunt you And that summer feeling's gonna taunt you 
And then that summer feeling is gonna hurt you one day in your life Starts looking good, which you hated, and first grade's looking good too. Overrated, and you boys long for some little girl that you dated. Do you long for her or for the way you were? That summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day. the top down on it when the catamaran has got the drop down on it when the flat of the land has got the crop down on it some things were good before and some things never were but that summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day in your life Well, when your friends are in town and they've got time for you When you and them are hanging around and they don't ignore you When you say what you will and they still adore you Is that not appealing? It's that summer feeling That summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day You're gonna want this feeling inside One more time It's gonna haunt you It's gonna taunt you You're gonna want this feeling inside One more time One more thing You pick these things apart, they're not that appealing You put them together and you'll get this certain feeling That summer feeling is gonna haunt you one day in your life
Oh, please, just one more time. It's been 28 summers since I, Jonathan, was released, and there hasn't been a single one where I haven't put that record and this song on and thought, that's exactly how it feels, or that's entirely how it felt. The unforced way it captures the haunting, taunting and ineffable magic of the season sets it apart from all other summer songs released before or since. Pretty good job, Jonathan. Now before we relocate to the Congo, I want to take a brief trip back to the Georgia Sea Islands where we spent some time in the last episode marvelling at some of the sweetest ensemble singing sounds ever made on this planet by Bessie Jones and her friends. All of the source material for that episode you can find on a staggering 60-track compilation of the Alan Lomax recordings called Get In Union. Retailing at just $10 on Bandcamp, there's so much precious material contained therein I cannot recommend you invest highly enough. For me, it's not just the soundtrack to this summer like no other, but a counterweight to restore at least some of the equilibrium in the shakiest of times. There is something so grounding, so real about the sound. In this music, made entirely by the soft machine that comprises us, everything returns to the breath. It's only natural. There's nine previously unreleased tracks in the collection, and it's one of these that I want to share with you before we get down to Congolese business. It was recorded on August 10th, 1960, and it's so evocative of a midsummer Georgian evening, with birdsong interweaving the words like ribbons of gold shimmering in the heat haze. It's just a tiny snippet. A snapshot of something so ordinary and everyday, yet somehow so powerful and complete. These are the transient moments that Alan Lomax was ever so adept at not missing and capturing. By this time, he had spent the best part of a year in Bessie Jones's company, and a strong bond had been formed. She was on fire to teach America, he said. I call her the mother courage of American black tradition. And there's all kinds of courage in every song she sings. She had a strength of faith to match the power in her voice. Her range was such that she could be whoever she wanted to be in song. But at all times, she was completely herself. Here, she sings so sweetly and softly a simple hymn of devotion. This much I know that this precious moment of unhurried grace was captured for all time makes me glad. If my mother acts for me Till I'm dead down Silence me You ought to have been in heaven Ten thousand years Drinking of the wine Drinking that wine, 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 drinking that wine, yes, my Lord, ought to have been in heaven ten thousand years, drinking that wine, let's call that road, 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 yeah, call that road. 
my Lord. You ought to be in heaven ten thousand years. Drinking of the road. That's old. That's very old. You can't much get much older than that. Very old. I think sometimes it's old was like that when I'm. They said that a uh, long years ago when the world, when the whole earth was nothing but darkness, they said mm-hmm. there wasn't no earth. I mean, the 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 year was darkness, and there wasn't nothing. And uh, I think of that how that thing somebody made this song up from way back then. Way back they then. didn't have much education either, no, but they made it up somehow. And that song their mind. was expecting to have mm-hmm. a good time. Be mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, and they was for. thinking of this song. Mm-hmm. How pitiful it was. Long, long years ago, there was no earth, and this here was darkness. If you would like to hear more poetic wisdom from Bessie Jones, you can find hours of interview material to listen to for free on culturalequity.org. Before we leave the Georgia Sea Islands and this masterful collection, I want to talk a little bit about the title, and in so doing, explain further, perhaps, why these islands represent a small but fascinating chapter in American history, as well as a rich source of unique music. During the American Civil War, the Union, otherwise known as the North, refers to the United States of America. Once the site of large plantations, the Georgia Sea Islands were seized by the Union in 1861, early in the war. It was a strategic location from which the Union could easily blockade shipments that were headed to the rebellious southern states. The original landowners had fled, leaving something in the region of 10,000 former slaves behind. These people became part of what was known as the Port Royal Experiment a chance to see what fate would bring to the newly freed slaves. Since the Northern Army had consistently rejected the enlistment of black soldiers, the governing and security of the Georgia Sea Islands was handed over to locally enlisted citizens, meaning that for the first time in American history, African Americans were allowed to protect themselves. From the end of the Civil War until the 1930s, these islands enjoyed a period of isolation from mainland life. During these years, a further cultural blend took place between the descendants of two sets of former slaves, the Afro-Americans and a huge group of former slaves from the Bahamas who travelled there following the abolition of slavery in the British Empire. The Sea Islanders, having long suffered captivity, enjoyed the release of their bonds and created a powerful music of endurance and freedom, utilising the unique dialect of the islands. There was a strong influence of the Bahamas in this music, and although all American folk music has been influenced by various types of African music, the African content of the Georgia Sea Islands is of a much purer variety. The result is a style of music unlike any other in America or the world. Which is as good a point as any to call in our Kinshasa correspondent. If I was forced to sum up the first 25 episodes of Make Me an Island in five words, they would be, it all began in Africa. Further proof is hardly needed at this point, but there's some of the stone cold and hard variety on the way anyway from the well Sumbu. Straight in at the deep end we go with a field recording from 1952 on the Kondai harp. This is Bakaya Pierre from the city of Buta. Oh, 
Simbu, you're very welcome back to the show. This time, it, um, it's better not on Skype, right? But um, the last time, we really only scratched the surface of Congolese music. Um, I suppose all of the stuff we talked about was some way, you know, affected by recording industry, as in it was for somebody or it was after the influence of types of a music coming back to Africa. But what we're listening to there is the undiluted pure drop, as in... The pure thing. Yeah, the... This- the tribal um, sound, as in, you know, this is the sound of the tribe in their in their habitat. Yes. Yeah. Well, this was just on the street because I this instrument that you're hearing there is called um, this few few names. It's, it's it's basically a harp. Yeah. But that some people call it the Kundi harp, the Bangwetu Mangwetu harp. Yeah. There's also the Zandi harp. Yeah. Um, but I bought this instrument one once. When I went back in 2013, yeah. and when I took it back home, my grandmother, as soon as she saw it, she she was like, "Wow, I haven't seen this in years because this is what everybody play mm-hmm. and and played back then on the street. This yeah. was pre-guitar. This was the guitar of the day. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. And so, how many strings does this have, or does it vary? Well, what I, I bought has four strings. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's. I think the, I've seen five strings, but it's there's a lot. M- Mostly four strings, y- you yeah. see. 
And it's attached to um, a bone, or is it a skull? What what is the the base of the instrument? It's not wood, is it? Um, it's what they 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 have a sort of a kind of a how do I call it? Kind of a branch that uh -huh. kind of curves. Okay. And then and then I think they use like different skins, uh -huh. you know, for for the main body, which is um, in the forms kind of half a circle. Yeah. And then. It's they use maybe goat skin, I, I would imagine. Okay. And stuff, but I don't really know the details of how they, they made it, it. But it's not really an instrument that you would see in present day arrangements. No, now it's antique completely. It's mm -hmm. just uh, it's like in a museum. People don't play it. Mm -hmm. As I'm saying, when I took it back, my grandmother had, uh, hadn't seen it mm -hmm. in years. So you can imagine when she was like 10, mm -hmm. 11, 12. This yeah. is what everybody played. It would have been around, yeah. Uh, the What they're doing there with... Uh, I mean, they're doing it unaffected by anybody asking them what they're doing, as in nobody asked that question. But there's a real rhythm to the voices, and it's kind of like a, a thing unto itself, where it's just so hypnotic. And yeah, amazing. Like, like, I guess, I, my question, what would the situations uh, be in which this music would be played? All sorts of celebrations, rituals... Yes, I can. You know, back then you can imagine people played music in the village. You know, there'll be a master in the village who played yeah. music. There's, you know, a baby's born. Yeah. There's a song for that. You yeah. know, um, there's you know there's a there's a wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, you know what what's very interesting is the people of the north actually the Bangala. Yeah. They have a very very interesting way of crying. Okay. It's, it's 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 incredible. If you, <laughs> this is we used to go when I was l obviously you know uh, learning music. Yeah. This is something we used to do with my friend. We'd we'd go to funerals of the Bangala. Uh -huh. Whenever we knew somebody who died, it was when we went because the way they cry, it's very musical. Really? Yeah. 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 So yeah. there's like you know the way that there's keening in Irish culture where people cry in a certain way and then it's associated with funerals. Um, so something similar, right? Yeah. They all kind of okay. sing. Okay, good. You know? Thanks, Noel. I was just wondering, could I hear an example? <laughs> Thank you. This kind of thing, but there'd be like ten of them. Yeah. Crying, you know, in that way. Yeah. And it's 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 like really beautiful, you know. We wow. <laughs> it's kind of cynical. We used to just go and yeah, you know, enjoy. <laughs> go to funerals for the music. Um, <laughs> so look, Noel. I mean, in terms of the tribal aspect of of the Congo, it's there's hundreds of tribes, right? Oh, there's three hundred. For people don't really know, mm -hmm. people don't really know, but it's but there's a lot. A and do different tribes have speak different languages, or is there different language? You know, you know, and I don't know if it's a good idea. You know, like I traveled in the west of Congo yeah. four years ago, all all around, and you know. I, I never went before, but in every town we stopped, it was a different language, mm -hmm. really different language and different food. Mm -hmm. I, it was I was like, why? Was you know, it's like Babel Tower, you know? Yeah, is it because Pure. of the extent to which, I mean, the reason the Belgians came to Congo in the first place, which was as early as 15th century, right, where they came? The Belgians, yeah. 
Uh, who the, came? The, the Belgians came in just in 18, okay. 1885. So, so when you were say, saying earlier about in uh, 1500s where somebody was coming down... 1482, the, this was the Portuguese. Okay, sorry, this right. This was the, in okay. the Portuguese. They, were, they got out of the blocks a bit earlier than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so, they so weren't they, that bad, no. Okay, so they came down... The, so the, the Congo River is vast, right? Yes, the Congo River, yes. It's, I think it's like the... The third biggest, or uh-huh. longest. it's like one of the you know, yeah. the biggest river, and uh, this, that's they that's how they they found they, they discovered there was a mm-hmm. you know they followed the river mm-hmm. because on the on the ocean they noticed the current coming that was very and strong. so they they're on the western side, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. And and they sailed down, but uh, I suppose since then or and throughout history the Congo and Kinshasa has been kind of like it being in the middle it is kind of like the roundabout in the middle of Africa or is, is that fair to say or is, is that why there might be so many different languages and cultures or is it just indigenous tribes I think what happened was a lot of people travelled f- came from different parts of Africa yes. and settled mm-hmm. um, going so in either direction yeah, they'd yeah. be coming from, from Gabon like I'm pretty sure if I had to check, I'll find that my family came from Gabon or Angola, mm-hmm. this this part of Africa. I I would imagine that. I think that people came and then they settled mm-hmm. there. You know, they came from different parts. Like people in the north, because Congo has nine neighboring countries. Yeah, nine. okay, right. So there's a lot. So people yeah. from Sudan, I'm sure there was, you know, people settling that way. That's why there's mm-hmm. so many languages. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really... And y- it's noticeable, mm-hmm. you know, th- the tribal as- uh, 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 aspect and effect of it in society is very clear. Mm-hmm. So, mean so by that you mean there's hierarchies and there's discrimination oh, and there's oh, there's big, big dis- discrimination, prejudice, and so you were saying earlier about you know that somebody becomes the head of one thing <laughs> and then you know the the woman who speaks Swahili is out then just like that, yeah. And yeah, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. Yes. So now, in for for eighteen years there was a Swahili, what uh, a president who was Swahili. He's not really Swahili, but he spoke Swahili, and he's more from the the east part of uh, of Congo. Mm-hmm. And from the day he got he was in power, it was all just a Swahili got the jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. That was just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you spoke Swahili. I went and I didn't speak Swahili. There's more chance that I won't get the job. Okay. Simply because I was. It's it's very very clear. Yeah. And then now it's Baluba. Is mm-hmm. is in power. Is in power. Yeah. I, I just heard yesterday, he has all all, all of all the five hundred um, ministers that he have. There's like three hundred are all Lubas. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, no. That, that's the African problem. That's what yes. I, I say to all my friends. I say the Africa, the problem in Africa is, is, is tribal. It's more cultural yeah. than it is political. Yes. People should really now start looking at Africa in those terms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not this, you know, the white guy came, you know, and you know, um, took everything. Mm-hmm. It's not that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we celebrated our 60th um, anniversary of independence. Independence. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And and everybody, everybody, this this was the discussion. Everybody, nobody even mentioned 
the white man. Mm-hmm. This was on TV. Now we're we're discussing between us. Okay, what are we have we done as a society? As a society, yeah. this was on TV. Everybody mm-hmm. was at, let's ask this question, and nobody mentioned the white man. Everybody said we've done nothing. We've run the country to yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very important. I was really happy to hear that. Yeah, you know because here the narrative is. The white sure. man is gone there. Yeah, post-colonial society problems. Yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. was just you know on the thirtieth of June this happened. Yeah, you know, and and it was on TV, and everybody agreed that we need to to do better. Yeah, so so not a lot has changed really, and that that kind of infighting is something that you know there's been a war going on. Oh, it's not. It's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Good. It's it's really you know it's really sad to see you know for me it's so sad to see that and i don't really know how, the way out of it mm-hmm. you know cuz i spent 18 months in 2017 in in kinshasa yeah that's when i went around and traveled yeah and what i saw it, it was just yeah you know it's I don't, I don't know the way out of it, but, but I really saw the tribal effect in society. How yeah. people really, you know, they for the groups yeah. like UDPS now is a party. It's all the Lubas. You mm-hmm. know, if you're a Yombe like me in UDPS, it's like what, are, you yeah. know, what's going on? Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. And I can, I can like the story I told you. Yeah. So those fault lines are incredibly intense, and and it's and, very intense. And, and and it's at breaking point for a long time, which I suppose is probably a good point to go back to the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As always, it seems like when it comes to the Congo that like, you know, and and I think you touched um, upon it earlier that there is an aspect of the music masking a huge load of problems because the music is so important to people that it kind of you know you you see people dancing and in the midst of all this violence and yeah b- without music i don't know yeah w- what kind of nation would be because music really despite all that yeah yeah, despite yeah. all so the forget pe- everything people, people just dance <laughs> it's, it's such yeah. like you go to the tr- street of kinshasa this yeah. is serious yeah you just see a guy who's like 16 yeah. year old boy he's just dancing there on the street you know the, the song is playing and he's just dancing feeling know? the music yeah yeah it's very noticeable. Um, before we get on to going through a little bit of, again, the history of Congolese music and, and hopefully ending up in, in more modern um, territory, let's stick with the tribal element for the moment, uh, Noel. So the next piece is Mbala, right? Yeah. From the this, tribe, yeah? This is Bambala. This is another tribe. They're also in the West. Yeah. And I what's d- distinguished I did, I did go about this here? This now, be, uh, he's, he, it's, it's more recent. Yeah, but I'd say this is more in in the probably seventies, eighties. Yeah. It could even be the seventies and yes. a, and eighties. But the the guitar style here is really incredible because okay. they're known for their guitar playing. Okay, but it's very advanced in the you know if for me as a guitarist today when I hear it, I'm like it's so so advanced. You know, in yeah, you know, they had their ears board. open. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Mala magudombe Malemba mumembu magasala magudombe Wendu tugu zangila gisasa Mawidata kuimbu enae
There's so many remarkable things about that, Noel. Um, the way that the the two singers are in in unison, and it's very a rhythmic kind of singing. Again, kind of like the first one as well. Is yes. there's something really yes. unusual in the the way that they're the patterns of their voices? Very yes. If you if you even look at it in you know like um, technically, yeah, you know what they're doing is very advanced in in music the way we do it today, and they're just doing it very easy you know to do those kind of syncopations today yeah you know it's it's not easy to do you yeah know? they're uh, just doing that as if it's, you know it, yeah like in a very natural way yeah like yeah it's it, amazing like it's, um coming really naturally to them and also in there there is that i mean the the speed of the guitar playing is pretty phenomenal um and then there's that that pattern the beat uh which you said it comes from the western sort of clapping sound yeah the clav yeah the clav that clav it's really all all in along the west the west coast you'd hear that it's sort of different variations yeah of that same same clav yeah some some of them would have it very fast yeah some of them very slow yeah yes yeah and um and and in these situations that like you're talking about when it comes to the way music um you know that the way that you described going around and, and and hearing music in different places around the perimeter of the country um is it very much a case that the traditions that such as that we're kind of witnessing there are fading out or is there still some kind of strength in that kind of performance and element of tribal music i still there you this music yeah you you'd still hear this yeah like you'd hear bands like this in in kinshasa because uh -huh. uh, I used to go to rehearsals and yeah. yeah, that's that style of music. That guitar, that style of guitaring is very yeah. well known. You yeah. know, Dembala, they play guitars like that, and it's very intricate. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, you used, I used to go to see like, you know, Mbala rehearsals, and you know, it was yeah, it was always like that, very very fast. You yeah. know, they'll they'll stop, the singers will sing, then yeah. they 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 come in, and it's always movement, yeah. always very. Uh, virtuosic yeah and and the pace of the playing i mean the guitar player being you know the main man in there but it's pretty phenomenal right and the, temp the tempo of the singing yeah, yeah. and then as well as you said just the voices the way that they kind of match together yes um so let's go to the third example and so this is the baluba tribe and uh when you mentioned the luba earlier um something very striking which i didn't know before now is that um in in both male and female they they um, their hip shaking dance is uh, a very it's much a part of. So the president is a hip shaking dude right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. sure he's good at it. Yeah, like even the if you, you know man and woman the way they shake their that traditionally that's how you 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 got a woman. Okay, you'd go and you have to dance in a circle uh -huh. and shake your hips, and the woman would go for the one who shakes. You know. The most, you know, the best. Okay, yeah. That's that's how the Luba did it. <laughs> hip shakers, <laughs> hip shakers. <laughs> and yeah, when they dance, is I can't, I, 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 don't understand how they do it. I yeah. can't do it. But it's a very much a key part of of of. I mean, that you can't really separate the dance from the music. Any video that I've looked up, it's like, it's all part of it. People, if you can sing the most amazing lyrics, mm -hmm. you can, you know, come up with the the best chord progressions amazing melodies P nobody's waiting for that <laughs> no this this is it's playing with bands in in congo yeah. growing up and um, because obviously i was you know 
into different stuff, different kind of chords, and you know, trying to bring some different kind of color in the music. And but I always re- remember being so frustrated with the the singers and stuff, uh-huh. or because they were never interested in even practicing songs. Yeah. They were just waiting for the dance part. Yeah, that was what everybody was preoccupied. Uh-huh. You know, and that's traditionally that's embedded in that's in how it works that's and, how it and, and that and that goes back to the music that we were just listening to there as in it, it goes back to that tribal element of it being very much connected to very the movement yeah movement you know so there's always movement yeah. it's not slow and people have to dance so, so when you that's when it. you come to uh, well i mean you didn't have to come here to see it but when you see like uh, western leaders of bands with hunching over the microphone and 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 with their hair and keeping their (laughs) 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 okay not dancing or not able to dance it just seems strange right oh it's very strange like yeah like like being moody and not dancing yes (laughs) like oh like but like even angry music you know yeah when i heard metallica Mm -hmm. it was the first time i ever heard angry music (laughs) i never heard you you know because you never hear doesn't exist a song of somebody Mm -hmm. shouting Mm -hmm. in 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 congolese music Mm -hmm. it's never you know like you hear some of or somebody being really you know know, how do you call the kind of gothic those kind of that Mm -hmm. type of music yeah yeah yeah, very low you know yeah. You'll never find that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always, you know, yeah. <laughs> like movement, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, a, there's that, that rhythmic aspect is key really to feeling it as in, you know. So you can't, yeah, so it's inseparable really, the two it's things. It's so, so let's hear another example um, there, Noel. So this comes from Luba Tribe, right? The Luba Tribe, they're, they're very interesting. Again, they're, again, they're singing and, and they're dancing. Yeah, because last time out we spoke about Miss Aluba, the, 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 the mass, right? yes. which was really um, Beautiful. phenomenal. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about same, yeah. same, same, same tribe. Swaba, <laughs> Ela <laughs> 
Well, when it comes to what we're hearing there, there's there's a picture that goes with the sound, and I'd encourage listeners to go check out the dance of the Luba people because it's very clear just how intrinsic it is to the overall picture. As in, without the dance, there's no presentation really. It's everything. Yes, there's no other way around it. Yeah, you dance. Yeah, you have to. You, you have, have to, to. You have to shake the hips. Yeah, and it's just really amazing what they they've managed to do because this comes from generation to generation yeah and you see that with the kids yeah it's just they just that's just they dance like that and men and women they just have this ability to shake the hips yeah like no other people of the tribe all the tribes can do that yeah because even for for your tribe it's on in the other side of the country it's very much like uh alien to 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 dance in such a way oh yes for us it's like exotic yeah wow yeah and and that that intergenerational aspect is important right as in it's uh it's a thing that everybody does together yes exactly yeah i know it's amazing and you can really see how it it's kind of evolving yeah and you see how they're dancing it today it still have that but there's lots of different variations coming into it and you just it's never sexual you know like you'd think that oh they did like using their hips you know they they, they would get the liputa liputa is this kind of fabrics they put around oh around the, the waist yeah yeah the, the, the waist so that you know you can really people can see this is what i can do yeah. but it's not sexual at all yeah you yeah know? it's just as you can see it's just this is just what you do yeah so it's really another part of communication in terms of of the you know the expression that's in the dance is like as nuanced as the music or language yes that's how you get the ladies okay <laughs> for example <laughs> yes uh, and uh, and 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 as you said the current president is probably dancing right now i'm sure he's able to do it yeah he sh- he, he, he should they all do it yeah yeah. It's amazing. It it's it's really amazing to just see like you see somebody dancing like that, you know he's a luba and then is they, they just have this ability. Mm-hmm. It's really it must be in the gene with DNA now, is it? Yeah. It must yeah. be just so deep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in their DNA it's just yeah. Amazing. Um let's jump ahead a little bit, Noel, to the time where we, we 
uh, came in last discussion we had about Congolese music, which is um, so. So we're actually going back a little bit further. So we were talking last time about John Bosco Mwenda and Masanga, and it being a very key beginning of a guitar sound. But if we go back ten years further, again to 1948, and uh, we hear the sound of Wendo Coloso uh, or Papa Wendo, as he became known. Um, so I just read something very interesting about. Uh, Papa Wendo here, and it goes back to something we were saying earlier. He was born in 1925. Um, he lost both parents uh, when he was only seven years old, and from the age uh, from the age of seven onwards, he was uh, living in an orphanage run by the Society of the Missionaries of Africa, and remained there until he was 12 or 13. So another example of there being uh, the influence of the missionaries, um, and also uh, Colossi became a professional singer almost by chance, having worked also as a boxer, sailor, and longshoreman. Wow. Yeah. And from 13, he traveled as a worker on the Congo River ferries and entertained passengers on long trips. Between 1941 and 46, he travels uh, as a sometime professional boxer as far from home as Dakar in Senegal. But he came back in 1948 and, and he recorded this. So I think, um, yeah, let's hear it. So, and again, the premise here is Mary Luisa is gone, but uh, I am going to continue to play the guitar in her honor. Yes. Very beautifully. And, uh, and also, yes, it has magical powers. It yeah. has <laughs> ma magical powers. Yeah. So this one is reputed to what? It br brought uh, dead people back to life. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, a pretty strong one. So that's I'm, top I'm of the charts. I'm working hard. Yeah. I have to write a song <laughs> that could bring dead people back to life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Happy 
1948, the sound of Marie Luisa, and that's Wenda Colosoy, uh, who, who became known as Papa Wendo. And Noel, you might tell the story of uh, there being, from, from being the king in the late <laughs> 40s and the 1950s, uh, he went out of fashion. And as uh, some things do, you go out of fashion, but not everybody that goes out of fashion becomes the word for going out of fashion. <laughs> which is like, so what happened? He, his name... Uh, so now, in when I was growing up in the nineties, basically yeah. his name was associated with basically being old-fashioned. Yeah. So even as a, as a musician or uh, or the way that people dress, you know, there was a certain way actually people would dress up. Where you say, ah, that, this guy dress up is like tango window. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like way you know old-fashioned. Yeah, and like <laughs> get with the project sort of thing, as in like get up to date. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but then he had, you know, the story isn't all bad because no, okay, it, so he became a word, a byword for being out of fashion. But then he came back into fashion. He came back big time because yeah. in ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven, there yeah. was um, there was the new currency, yeah. in franc congolais, yeah. and uh, so so they, they they wrote a song. Yeah where they invited, I think it was like something like 20 musicians to sing all the pop stars and they invited him back. And he's, he's bet so they were all singing like a passage. Mm-hmm. And his passage was just the best. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like the most popular. Mm-hmm. And when you were like waiting for it, you know, mm-hmm. view window okay, color. Yeah, so yeah. he was like yeah. back again. And, you know, he started touring again. Yeah. You know, he just... He got a second wind. Yes. Papa really window wind, second wind. Great end of a story, yeah. And um, so let's stay around the same territory, um, Noel, and talk about the guitar and just how... So so we were talking about the, the Cuban influence, but that's not really evident there. But in in the next couple of pieces, there's a strong sort of sense of it coming from the South America, or yeah. in the next case, actually, it from Hawaii. Um, so, so, like, the guitar really comes into its own post-war you know the band leaders all the little elements that come from the tribes and so on but it's really and i mean particularly once amplification is there the guitar takes center stage right in in all types of congolese music yes for some reason i don't know why i always wonder but the guitar really is you know modern congolese music is the guitar yeah yeah it's completely the guitar yeah. people have completely forgotten the 
the you know what, the first song we did the Zande on the Kunde that was completely gone yeah, yeah. and that's just you know, the, the guitar is you know the sound of Congolese music yeah yeah and this next piece we're going to hear um, beautiful distinctive sound of Dr. Nico Dr. And, Nico and, and yeah and I'd never heard this before today so his style his signature style incorporated this Hawaiian slide guitar sound which is Anyway, I'll, yeah, I, w- yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but it is so beautiful and so atmospheric and so lovely yes. in every way. Yeah, he, a Hawaiian guitar actually was very popular in Congolese music yeah. in the 50s. You would hear that on the radio, there was like Hawaii, Hawaiian guitar was like part of the sound. Okay. And he brought it, you know, I think there's other people played it as well. Yeah. But he kind of popularized it. Yeah. Let's hear that solo. Yeah. So, Dr. Nico. Dr. Nico. Tu m'as dessé chouchou, je suis resté ignoble. Vraiment, je suis touché par tout mon cœur. À la bignaza, mon amour. Débaïna, mamie, débaïna, yé. Mami, ah, na si na yami e, 
sound by Dr. Nico so he would have been everywhere in the 50s too right and he was also a star he's like the first superstar like a guitarist yeah really yeah. and he's really the great grandfather of Congolese guitar uh-huh. that's he's renowned for that yeah and his sound he just had really amazing beautiful sound and um, he you know <laughs> there's the stories about him kind of giving people his back so that they couldn't see oh, yeah. his settings and stuff like that. Keeping his but he was renowned. himself. Yes, he was renowned for like very good sound. Yeah, yeah. You're going to play something that incorporates a Dr. Nico yeah, well, this, line this into is kind it. Yeah, well, you know, this kind of style of, of playing. This is a kind of Odimba, they, they used to call us. What's it? Odimba. Okay. The, the style of the rumba. Okay. Oh, 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 oh,
Dr. Nico. And um, so it's not a big jump from there to Masanga, right? To to Jean Bosco Mawenda. Yes. It's quite similar, right? I could imagine. So they're, they're, they're probably from the s- same generation. Mm-hmm. But he had something different, though. Yeah. He had the fingers. Because um, Dr. Nico was on the electric mm-hmm. and he used the plectrum. Mm-hmm. But really Bosco would be like finger style yeah a very finger pure picking. finger picking style yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, and and I'm, I'm kind of surprised well Masanga is a beer <laughs> yes yeah, a beer I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was some mystical thing no, you know? <laughs> yeah it's just a beer a this type the, of beer Masanga yes a type of beer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is, is interesting I had this similar kind of a uh, encounter with I, I can't remember who this was but you know Salif Keita the, yeah. the Malin singer and and he has this song on this album it's a solo one of his big album and Wamba and my friend he, he was the same he was li- hearing this having this mystical feeling hearing this song you know and so one day he asked me what is he saying yeah <laughs> Sometimes it's better not to know. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because si tu n'as pas d'argent, je ne perds pas mon temps. Si tu n'as pas pas d'argent, je ne perds pas mon temps. Si tu as so he, the woman is saying to the guy, is if you don't have money, I'm not gonna waste my time with you. Yeah. You know, yeah, if yeah. you have one hundred, whatever, you know, million yeah. franc, yeah, um, c- currency. If you if you have one hundred. Malian, maybe I might consider, or you might touch me. Okay, you, yeah. Maybe if I have 200, you might kiss me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It goes up to 500, and if you've, if you've got 500, then you, know, you, you, do, you can take the, you know, yeah. everything. 
it was just like the shock <laughs> that yeah. he had, you know. You never know, do you? <laughs> um, I mean, part of the charm sometimes is the not knowing. It's like part of the beauty. But but just to go back to the song, <laughs> the tune about the beer, this is, uh, if you want to play it, it's, it's Masanga is like, so this, as much as um, Mary Louisa did it 10 years before, this tune was massive ubiquitous across africa uh, from the late 1950s Masanga. i didn't even know it was that mm. that far back yeah 58 yeah she's 58 i didn't yeah. know that i yeah. thought it was more recent yeah yeah well, yeah because it sounds great yeah whenever you hear it, it just sounds so good yeah so it's simple good. and deceptively simple yeah yeah it's not easy <laughs> foundations uh, the 1960s were built in the Congo um, well while, while you have the guitar out um, there was something that happened recently where you played a blues a tune that you picked up while you were in Congo last time tell us the story where you you just posted it up wondering about the tuning anyway you can tell the story well the story I wasn't actually wondering I was just telling the story of what happened to me in in back in the village in 2017 I went to back to the village of my grandparents my 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 dad in, you know and so what happened i met a guy who was a guitarist Pierre. so i was asking him just about the village about the, the music you know if there was any interesting thing that you know you think it's worth learning then he told me about this tuning that apparently there used to be a tuning specific to this part of the country and what's what's sorry what's the name of the town again the, the your, boma your boma yes yeah this the yumbi are, are from there yep so um so it yes yeah, it told me about this tuning and I, we were like great i was like this sounds very interesting so let, let's find out we went all around the village mm-hmm. and nobody even heard all the musicians you know they just play electric guitars you know and i mean they still play the traditional music mm-hmm. but with just standard tuning they don't use this tuning yeah and so anyways we, we i think that was few days we went around for a few days you know looking but nobody knew about it and 
we kind of just gave up. And one day we were having a jam in my uncle's house. It turns out that my my cousin's husband played the guitar, he used to play the guitar, and he stopped. He does something else now. So, but what happened is, when I gave him to play, I was like, oh, come on and mm-hmm. give us a tune. He just starts tuning. Mm-hmm. He, he basically tuned the E to D. Tune the D to E down to D. Yeah. And it tuned the A down to G. And it left the D, the G, the B, and it tuned the E down to to the D. Mm-hmm. It just went like straight away. It was like this tuning. As soon as he played it, mm-hmm. the smell of the food, like nearly like voices of people talking. It was, in, it was resonant of all of that. Yes, yeah. it really was just like wow. Yeah, so the blues are in the deep and, in your blood, and it's it's blues. And, it, yeah. and so I, he, he told me this this tune. house or something there yes but this is what happened so i posted a version of me on 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 facebook Mm -hmm. and then a guy commented saying that he heard about but he i didn't even know that it was um open g tuning yeah i just you just didn't know what it was it was no it's just this is what this guy told me yeah he said oh that's actually open g tuning yeah which is used all over mississippi blues Sorry, all the classic Mississippi blues music we hear, mm-hmm. Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. John Lee Hooker, all these guys, they used yeah. this, this tuning. But and he, apparently, this guy said he heard, so he read yeah. somewhere that that tuning came from somewhere in Africa, mm-hmm. but they don't know where. From Noel Sumbu's village is where it came from. Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> the foundations. Rock and roll. But, but so, so like, okay, so Johnny Hooker, I, I'm not sure exactly, but Rob Johnson for sure, and, and lots of those people, they were first generation. Their fathers and, and mothers were slaves. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So that's what I would have learned. So, you know, it doesn't, I suppose it's not, it's, it's entirely plausible that, it is. that this form of guitar playing would have would have crossed 
you know, from Africa. Oh yeah, it makes this. It's, it makes total sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, it really does. I, I mean, if not directly with the timing of the instrument, it was it was definitely something that was passed on. Um, and and uh, yeah, you would have grow, grown up with that. That's that's amazing. And, yeah. and, and well, when it comes to to your feeling for there being a blues element in in all that, is that something that kind of once you you had that revelation, is something that stands up in terms of, you know, the sounds that you know and and, uh, and would be familiar with. Yes. Well, it it really what that really did to me, because I always <coughs> sorry, as a musician. I always, because I heard that, mm-hmm. but historically now, in, in, in mainstream, the way we know is that blues comes from more more West Africa. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's, it's why it's known. But so, but I always heard, like my grandmother and my grandparents when they sing, mm-hmm. it's it's very bluesy. They, Give they, us an example. Like that's like that song. Um, um, what's, what's, what's the name of this song? One second. Take your time. This is what editing's for. So no, it's, it's just it's, it's in a different tune. So I'm trying to oh, think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's song from a different tune in here. Ah, it's totally different. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's from a. So they would But they would use this note here yeah. with that third. So like he was playing that note mm-hmm. with in G, it's actually the blues. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah. You know, that's uh, they will always sing, even though you you playing a song in 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 in, in G major. Yeah. They always have that note. Yeah. You know. That's what I always noticed that quality mm-hmm. in in the when people of my tribe sing. Yeah. But obviously blues is never mentioned. Yeah. There. But when I heard about this, back to the yeah. question now, you know, I know it's like long, <laughs> yeah, long, so that's long fine, answer. Because no, I, I, yeah, keep going. So back to the question now. When I discovered this tuning, yeah, it's really it was um, obviously it, it was it's quite big in terms of just. Because that's completely changing. If it's really true, mm-hmm. that's changing history mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Completely. Adding another chapter. Yeah, a, yeah. A prequel. It's, it's a new, new chapter. But because, because the thing is that, in my impression, and this is a non-musician, uh, I'm not a musician, so this is just an impression of a listener, right? But it doesn't seem like the blues are in any of the Congolese music that that I've heard. You know, as in it's there's no real that's sadness. It. That's it. There's, <laughs> there's it, no there's room for that, melancholy. No. no, it's not there. No, mm-hmm. but in the people of my village, they sing mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you know, it is always that. <laughs> 
Usuru wudu wanganzambi Mamo menato Mutatu denge didenge Zulele muna kwetu They have always, they always have that Zulele kota Which is the blues, you know oh, That's it, that's it Zolele kota Did that, that note mm-hmm. Zolele kota Uturu wani ngwanandame Womenato Utanune nidirango Dolele murakweto Zolele kota Uturu kudu wangandame Mamomenato So they have that note, mm. you see? Because normally because it's major, you do, you should sing. Zolele kota, you know. Zolele kota, muzulu kuru. It's more brighter. Kizulu kuru wanganzambe, mamo menato. You know, it's more happier. But they they would have. Mamo menato, utanu te nilange zolele monameso. Especially the generation of my mm-hmm. my, my grandparents so turning the blues a different color effectively yes mm. they would always have that bluesy effect so i and as a musician i always wondered mm-hmm. but obviously you know in congolese music there's no trace mm-hmm. of 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 um blues you know but so discovering this is kind of like wow mm-hmm. you know it's um it's if it's really true, but I mean, that's changing history completely, mm-hmm. completely. And I just discovered it just like that. It, yeah. it wasn't, um, yeah. it wasn't me, you know, but I mean, even the way, I mean, even the way it happened that just my cousin yeah. just, just put it on. This is like, this is authentic, you know, he, he just tuned that way yeah. like that. And it's open G. He, he yeah. wouldn't be a guy. He grew up in the village. Yeah. Like he's got no contact with, yeah outside of the world it must like, have been information that was passed on oh yeah it has he's, to be he's like an old guitarist he used to play when he was younger he yeah. works now yeah you know he completely doesn't play yeah but he took the guitar he didn't even try so he, he never played with standard tuning he literally just tuned to this tuning it was like i was like wow yeah and the smell of the food even now <laughs> You know, it's just it's just amazing. It's just the tonality of it. Yeah. You know, and then you know, and and as you say, if it comes from, if it's something that you heard as a little child from from your grandparents, it's, uh, you know, that that sensation of something coming flooding back of it yes. be, of it being like a sensory, a return to yes. some sort of yeah sensation. So it's it's very much at the basis of, of where the sound comes from, from from you as in that's entirely plausible um well let's let's leave behind um the guitar for a little while and and before we end uh, concentrate a little bit on some more some more modern aspects but the one the next piece we're about to hear uh, by Mimi Mongo this of all the pieces that you played earlier on is the one that struck me the most so so even though it's a it's a more a modern recording we're we're talking about a very traditional form of singing incorporated here into a sound yeah yes it's it's, it's um it's kind of that it's very rhythmic mm-hmm. but it's very kind of a mournful actually mhm mhm the singing and they they cry like that in uh, in funerals yeah so yeah. they would be you know crying like that singing very kind of calling and crying and singing maybe you know saying 
how you feel about the person who, yeah. who's dead. Yeah. And um, so there would be kind of a, a, a in in that culture a, f- a room for a kind of a tribute based song at a funeral that would yes. incorporate this sound. Yes, but but in the way it happens there, it is very intuitive because there'll be ten of them singing. They're yeah. not, yeah. They're not like saying let's sing a song together. Yeah, they just like everybody's just doing their thing. But together, it just sounds like this um, kind of cacophony of just like yeah, like just beautiful. Yeah, you know, uh, cacophony of sound. You know, and and, you. and and so beautiful that you were. Uh, fond of going to funerals to hear this music as a kid, right? As in you would. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you think of it that way. Some sometimes I think it's like cynical. We used to like, yeah, we'd be all. waiting for like a mungala to die to just go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, like oh, let's go. Yeah. And then we just be there, just like the sheer quality of the music would be so yes, impressive. But, but that's they would sing they they, they play drums and they're like warriors. Mm-hmm. So they So so can you remind me which tribe we're talking about here? The ba- Bamongo is like all of them you call them the Bangala. Uh-huh. They're from the north. Okay. Yeah, but Bamongo is 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 that tribe. Is this the same tribe that you said were pretty fierce? When this is fierce people. Comes These to guys dealing with stuff except when you're dead when it's, <laughs> it's lovely when you're dead. <laughs> These days are dark. <laughs> These guys are just like dark because I was uh, hearing a story actually I as I, I, I saw a documentary of a chief uh-huh. of a village he's alive today. Mm-hmm. He's alive today and this is what he's saying. In his village he's sitting there you know very proudly go, he's going in his village that um there's there's only two outcomes after a fight. There's only two outcomes, and one is one goes to jail, and the other one goes to the hospital. <laughs> That's that. No like other th- ending. No, you don't just fight. Yeah. You know, they like the uh, there has to be blood. We actually, growing up, we lived just across from the Bangala. There used to be this huge house. Huge house uh-huh. of the Bangala yeah. and there was always fights there yeah. like we they're just wild people yeah. and they fight you know they, they talk dirty they, they, oh this they're also very sexual yeah oh my god it's just like it's their thing okay they are so they are so unlike the Baluba yeah. also with their way of dancing because they use the hands okay because they, they dance through like bows yeah. Like the Zulu. Yeah. They're more kind of. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah they're stomping more, around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, stomping okay. around, jumping. But yeah. they also use their hips as well. Okay. But, but they incorporate their, their, yeah. their hands compared to Baluba, who are completely just yeah. um, hips, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, But, but uh, we'll speed along to when you're dead. It's fantastic. And you get people to sing beautiful tributes to you and all sorts of multi part harmonies and stuff like that. Ah, it's, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really great. Great. Um, it's amazing because it just happens, you know. People, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know. It's known, you know, the way that the Bangala uh, cry. Yeah. Um, but it so has it is it has a certain amount of fame. You mean? Yes. It's oh yeah. yes. It's renowned. Mm-hmm. And this this lady really just um, does it beautifully. It's amazing. I I mean it's absolutely is. Um, let's hear it there, Noel. You can play it. Yeah. 
That piece of music just completely floors me. Um, I guess what I'm feeling is that, I mean, there's some kind of like incredibly evocative sadness in there. And yet oh. it's it's also sort of like suspended in this beautiful place of sound with a little piece of percussion and the keyboard sound there. Yes. And her voice. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and, and if you can, if you watch... This is a video, right? So this is just a recording in somebody's house. Somebody's house? Yeah, yes, so just it's, it's just somebody's yeah. house. And so it's not like a thing meant for recording or, or to be passed on. But yet here we are listening and talking about exactly. it. Exactly. But just looking at her her singing there, um, very conversational, as in it's a, a person in a room telling the other people in the room telling about a story, the yes. person who is departed or, or exactly. who, who they are lamenting. Yes, yeah. this is what it would be. And there's a very kind of, like there was with, with some of the other examples that you played, like a very real conversational feeling about what's being imparted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on there. So you t- you're telling a, st- a story of like, like here she's, she's going to talking about a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. there'll be a wedding mm-hmm. and, you know, you'll be singing about, you know, the day, about mm-hmm. the wedding, about the woman, about the, mm-hmm. the man, about the party, mm-hmm. how you're going to dance and... And if it's about, you know, a funeral, it, it, it's about singing about the person or how sad mm-hmm. you are. So mm-hmm. there's um, 
So it, it changes. It does change it. You know. Yeah. When, when we talked earlier about that connection with real life and there being, you know, that the music is so key to people's survival in the modern uh, Congolese world, um, that um, you know that 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 when it comes to big events in life like funerals and and uh, people passing on and so on and so forth, th- the music is front and center of every kind of ceremony and, and then there's a song for every occasion and there's a song for every occasion in every different different song in every village so that there's a, but again we're coming back to the key thing which is that like water it's like it's life music is life yes music is so ingrained in Congolese culture yeah it's yet yeah, it's, it's I mean you can't imagine I mean, not that I'm asking you, but it, it's impossible to imagine there being not uh, music. Oh no, yeah, it's just yeah. not impossible. It's mm. it's, still, it's just not possible because yeah. in every culture they they have a lot of different music. That's the you know mm-hmm. it's you can really hear the difference of the, all these different ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. They really all have different sound. Mm-hmm. You know, like in my village, there's that tuning kind of sound mm-hmm. that happens there. And like the Luba, they have this Mixolydian actually yeah. mode that they use. Right. Yes. Like what, what, what we're going to hear. Actually, yeah. This is the good thing about this song. This song is a traditional song. So this next one, right? Yes. So, this, so, so we're going to have a couple of more. And this, so tell us more about this one. It's a modern tune from 80s. Well, that is a, it's recorded in the 80s, but yeah, it's, but it, it's it takes authentic. From, yeah. Absolute authentic traditional song. Yeah, the singing there is the most just amazing. Yeah, and 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 Chalo Moana, who who sings this right, uh, is coming up right. She's also from Luba tribe, right? She's from the Luba tribe. Yeah. Now. So so if you want an example of of a woman doing that wonderful dance, yes, she is oh, incredible. She's like, absolutely killer. So this is like and uh, and and you said that her 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 star was so huge in in throughout africa as well she was huge she was popular like, among but oh, oh yeah all yeah, the presidents, presidents yeah, all yeah. the all the african presidents was you know wanted to take part yeah she, she was absolutely she, uh, she was hot and dancing shaking like hips as we said earlier yeah this is just what they do and she was absolutely so she she was the she's the kind of the female star of yes yeah, she's the embodiment of that yeah. when you talk about the, the style of music is is um M- m- uh, it's called Mutuashi. Yeah. And she's again, Mutuashi. Uh-huh. And she's the um you know the ambassador the queen of, of that. that. This and, is and and um but also well with this kind of modern arrangement of the sound so you say that even though it's it's couched in a very kind of classy produced sound mm-hmm. it's very much it's very m- authentic. Yeah, very authentic, in, in yeah. Everything that they did all the phrasing, yeah. all the brass line that you're going to be you're going to mm-hmm. hear it's mm-hmm very authentic day mm-hmm. what would happen mm-hmm. and it, it's just this is just um, you know a studio version yes. of the thing that would happen in yes. the village yeah. but, just, but just check out the singing because it's the singing that and if you go in parties yeah. you see the baluba they're all singing like that even yeah. children they're just singing all the words mm-hmm it's just just the the brain power that it would take. But would would a, would it yes the brain power we were talking the emotional intelligence. But would would, would this 
So when you said when you played it earlier, you immediately stood up, and and that's what happens for everybody. Is that is that yes. you don't have to be from the the Luba tribe to to no. feel this one. Oh no, you don't. I I don't even know what she's talking about. Okay, yeah. This is also something I wanted to mention about. I know this. I don't know. Is it coming from? you know, a bilingual country where, you know, people speak so many languages. Yep. We never, if it's a song from a different tribe or, you never really ask, what are you singing about? Okay. So no. feeling it is kind of the the more important yeah, thing. Yeah, you never hear somebody from a different culture singing a song. You go, what are you singing about? Yeah. You just kind of hear it. It's just like, oh, it's just nice. Okay. I really noticed that. I wonder if it's you know because just coming from just you wouldn't couldn't be bothered. Yeah, coming from a country that speaks because I notice people in 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 Europe. Yeah, they ask usually. They what ask, does it mean? Yeah, like what does it mean? People like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Noel, what does that song so mean? What does the song mean? <laughs> But you know what the thing is, right? Can I just say on that point that I I think that. You know my own my own love of African music, for instance, is that I I have come to a point of thinking, well, you know, I really don't want to know, or it it doesn't really matter, you know, as in it doesn't really matter. Sometimes I'm shocked when I found out that Masanga is a beer. Yeah, <laughs> was like, a little hell? bit disappointing. <laughs> I thought this has to be something deeply spiritual, <laughs> not a beer, but um, beer. but I mean, you know, there's I I guess. You know what we're talking about here is stuff that is you can feel it without having a clue where it's from or what's being said. Really, you know, it's music and and like what you were saying about the water, it's just. Well, I think that definitely, if you look at it that way more deeply, yeah, you could see that maybe you would have to develop an ability to enjoy music from a com completely emotional. Yeah you know way because you you know really know what is they're talking about mm -hmm. but you're just feeling oh this is a nice melody and mm -hmm. it making me feel good mm -hmm. and that's about this song mm -hmm. i i don't know what she's talking about mm -hmm. at all but mm -hmm. if it starts i'm on the dance floor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have seen this uh, everybody so so again so yeah i mean and uh, yeah let's hear it hit it there dj Simón 
So you're talking about something that's ubiquitous, as in that that song. Everybody knows that song. Oh, this everybody. Yeah, everybody. That song is on the on all of Africa. Yeah, all of yes. Africa, right? And and like you say, when when that song comes on, there's people join the the rush to the dance floor. Um, there is in there just all this kind of stuff going on with her voice and where it's placed within the rhythm and all that, which is very interesting. Now that I know the background of it being a very traditional structure. Yes in a very pop kind of setting. Yes, this is true, authentic. Even the, the you know, I really love this because it, it's timeless. Mm -hmm. This was done in the in the 80s, but they, they did it very uh, truthful mm -hmm. to the music mm -hmm. because they really replicated very well mm -hmm. what they would do, do tr traditionally. Mm -hmm. All the phrasing, the way she, and her singing is, mm -hmm. uh, this is a, tra a traditional song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, this is what everybody would sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's so complex, as you said. You know, it's so intricate. The placement of the melody, yeah, in the beat, is just so um, intricate and syncopated, mm -hmm. and so many words. Mm -hmm. And this is everybody would sing this. You mm -hmm. go to the party mm -hmm. as soon as it go goes on. Everybody goes on the, on the dance floor. This song is all, and everybody from every tribe, you know. It comes on the radio in a party. Everybody starts dancing. It, does it bring people back from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I, I don't think nothing is going to match that. The ultimate <laughs> yeah, level. No, the I top don't think level. nobody has, has okay, well look, that level. Okay, like making everybody dance is pretty good level. As yeah, you know, yeah. As in that's a good one. But, um, well, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Every time... I talk to you, I find out more, and, and as soon as I find out more, I want to know more again. But um, So today has been really instructive in loads of, of ways. Um, somebody that I wanted to talk to you about last time, we never got around to it, was Taboulet Rochereau. Because, oh, yes. Because Taboulet, um, that music, like Happy Day, or the one we're about to hear, I would have heard that, and I want to send a big shout-out to my friends, Sunday Times Collective in Cork, who... Um, and that's where I heard it first. I think it might have been Colm Kerr, maybe John Hennessy. I'm not sure. Barry could have been one of those three people played this tune. And uh, yeah, it's like an epic tune that was my first. My first question was, where the hell is that from? You know, but so Taboulet is a very interesting character in that he, he has, I think you described him as, as the, the Elvis Presley of the Congo. He was, yes. And he was, you know, Dancing that Elvis and kind of James Brown as well, because mm -hmm. he, he used to really dance, you know. Those so he, he again, the dance was part of his thing, yes. Oh, yes, people have to dance, yeah. There's no way around, yeah. Congolese music, yeah. it's you can sing the most amazing melody, yeah, you can have the most amazing chords, you know, ama most amazing lyrics, yeah. You can look good. You, you can, can look good. <laughs> you smell good. Yes, you can do all that. <laughs> it's that's 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 like that's say that's like five percent <laughs> of you know what actually is gonna make people like you yeah. as a musician. Okay, okay. People yeah. have to dance. Yeah, it's yeah. just no way around it. Mm -hmm. In every, even in like gospel music, gospel Congolese. Yeah, you know, in the church. So we'll say the church that you were schooled in that you had. 
you know, where where your grandfather's church and in in the church next door that had the the amplifiers and so on, the drums. Yes. People weren't static or sitting in those. No, churches. you're dancing. Yeah, and you're hitting things and you're you, making noise. Oh yeah, it's really like we're we're doing like you know yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, people will be dancing like people. Yeah. Music is so ingrained in every p- yeah. part of just just before we finish as well one of the things that you mentioned last time which I think is very interesting is about how you know the distortion or the noise factor or that kind of dust and uh you know <laughs> the, the the red hot nature of some of the of the elements of, of the music and that is really again a cultural thing of of it has to be loud it has to be loud it has to distort yeah it has to be peaking in the it's red just like on the edge if yeah. it's clean like you go to the concert hall you know yeah. It's nice and yeah. no, that's like yeah, th- you know. Why is it like this? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. too bland. It's just yeah. you know, too safe. You, you need to add some some chill in that, you know, mm-hmm. and just literally just crank up. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to people's houses. Mm-hmm. The, the the TV is loud. Mm-hmm. The radio is loud. Mm-hmm. This is just the way it happens. The outside, the, the the pub is loud. Yeah. And you that know. extends to the street where there's, you know, I think you mentioned before where on the street uh, from 6 a.m. there's going to be an amplifier with people dancing and, and yeah. people oh getting, yeah. getting and then down. This is actually I find interesting because I sometimes try to compare, you know, yeah. just the difference mm-hmm. here and like like the radio, you know, like in the morning, like the way here it's it's so structured. Mm-hmm. Like there's there are songs they play in the morning, yeah, you know, morning songs. Yeah, morning songs. <laughs> then there's like the afternoon songs, you know. <laughs> I, I know where this is going. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's for the time of day, but I know I take it it's not like that in Kinshasa. No, <laughs> it's just like the most pumping song, like, just like yeah, yeah, like yeah. like those ones that played you, yeah. you know early. Those just yeah. like really pumping straight in at the deep straight end straight to the deep end like yeah. 66 in the morning but, but, but again just something you you glanced upon there um which i i meant to ask you about before is that like so when we when it comes to like the 70s right that the influence of james brown in particular is huge uh, in not just in the congo but but specifically there because he came and performed right and then yes and, and in his wake so it was around 74 or something 74 right? he came yeah. yes so but in the wake of his of his visit um, it's yeah, a, a whole movement of, a whole ja- move of James of Brown imitators. A whole movement of James James Brown, and you know people who like James Brown and Elvis Presley. You know mm-hmm. some some people who yeah. some some people knew about him, but James Brown really, mm-hmm. and Tabule Rocher was one of these guys. Mm-hmm. You know he kind of really developed this way of dancing with his feet. Mm-hmm. And quick kind of very quick kind of dancing. They had a name for it. I, I can't remember. Yeah, patinage or something like that. Yeah. but it was very very J- James Brown. You yeah, know? yeah. And but what happened then? Mobutu when he came in power in in, in 1965. You know, so in the 70s, just after James Brown, yeah. after, you know, when that movement kind of started, yeah, there was few musicians doing that, and Mobutu came up with this. Legisl- legislation about um, oh, the authenticity, retour, retour yeah. authenticity yeah. which b- basically means back to authenticity. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, which you know, because in in the lifetime of the program, um, I think I told you this that I've come across several examples of that being 
a policy in, in starting with Guinea in 1958 where there was authenticity. I think maybe that was the first time it was called that. Mm-hmm. But and to varying degrees of success where yeah, they would be produced uh, amazing yeah and music yeah original music yeah original music and and retaking of of the kind of i suppose um you know grabbing hold of of the culture within the borders of of these places that had been suppressed or colonized exactly, yes, and, and yeah. changed by, by virtue of being colonized um but so how successful was the policy in the congo i mean he he so from from mid 60s on imbutu was the yeah, for mid sixties, but the policy came. Yeah, you know, I I can't remember exact, but I think ninety probably seventy five, seventy six. Mm-hmm. Okay, mid seventies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When the, the the policy came, and I think, I think it depends how you look at it. Yeah. Because um, there's definitely something very original that's nowhere else in the whole planet, mm-hmm. in Congolese music of that time. Yeah. It's very original. Congolese sort of. Not even music, even spirit and uh, sort of mindset mm-hmm. that came into the cultural music. pride. Yes, that yeah. was very yeah, very p- p- uh, proud of being Zaire at the time. Yeah, it was called mm-hmm. Zaire. Mm-hmm. When and was the change actually? In 1975. Oh yeah, right, yes. right, right, right. Yeah. And he was like, was it yeah, 1975. Yes. Yeah. So the thing is, it was it really. I don't know. For me, I look at it, I, I, but then in the way, if you look at the West African music, yeah. West African music of the time, or Nigerian music, yeah. or South African music, you would hear other influences yeah. already, like European yeah. sort of influences, yeah. really strongly. Um, there was already probably a lot of European musicians doing collaborations yeah. with, you know, so there was some exchange at this point already, yeah, but yeah. not in Congo. Yeah, and he kept music very, very, very Congolese. There's a spirit, all that music. And when you talk about Congolese music, yeah, the, you know, modern, you know, like a sort of classic yeah. Congolese music, you'd be from, you know, from that time, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, there was really something that was different. Yeah. So I don't know. F- for me, I I I like music to expand. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I don't want music to be the same. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like I don't want music to be the same, but I think it's a natural, yeah, you know, progression that happens in in the universe. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that we've been talking about you know the way that music moves back and forth between people, continents, and and countries and territories and tribes, and 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 it changes as it ex- is is exchanged. You know, so yes. so so like we'll say in broad terms. What we're looking at there is, you know, from the 50s onwards, uh, the influence of, of music coming back to, to where it came from, essentially, you know, yes, and, and a, a version uh, of it, and then it becomes something else. Yeah, that's, I think that's what happens. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, it, for me, it's very clearly, it's the movement of, of life, of the universe, of that's just how things happen. Things take different shapes they move around yeah. and but in 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 this case of this pol- policy it definitely produced it is spirit of Congolese music that's nowhere else in yeah in, in it the concentrated planet. the mind on yes. on what was being produced within the borders yes um I, I think you used an analogy before where you said about you know the way that that it's the same water I think it's a good one when it comes to how music flows yes music is it's yeah, it's just like water. Yeah. You know, water is 
all the water that we there is right now in the planet just fell from the sky at some stage and yeah you know they, they're just water but we have different names for them yeah the ocean yeah, yeah. the congo river you know Mississippi. the black water river black water river <laughs> they're just water yeah from the sky your lake my lake your it, sea my it, sea it, yeah yeah it's yeah 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 so it's the same water it's the same essentially water. yeah um, h2o an element yeah yes and uh and yeah so so and likewise with music it's just one of those things just same with music yeah it's just because if you go the same sound the same sort of sound you go to different parts what makes it really different is people of different parts of the, the world speak different languages mm -hmm. they've developed different instruments mm -hmm. you know of how to play that mm -hmm. the, those same notes mm -hmm. so it it sounds different but fundamentally music all music is the same mm -hmm. really because it's a sound mm -hmm. fundamentally it's mm -hmm. you you have to um make an impact mm -hmm. you know it, it, that's what happens and that's mm -hmm. what everybody's doing mm -hmm. fundamentally to make an impression yeah of, of sorts exactly it's like yeah. a movement yeah yeah and it's the same it's but people develop different instruments yeah. and from their language they have different accent yeah. of how to sing the same notes mm -hmm. you know and then that progresses that way and that moves then it changed because now there's so many people traveling around mm -hmm. and you up till a few months ago sorry up yeah well that's it <laughs> yeah no yeah. but i know what you mean yeah you're in a flow there the well i mean that is exactly i think it's it's the world according to the well some boo there everybody it is it is so true though it's like that's how it that's how it goes that's just how it goes so I, you know i don't know if stopping it is a good thing but you know maybe it's just your pocket because now the thing is now, though, yeah. if you look at it in a bigger picture, like up to now, to recently now, now it's gone so out of board. There's definitely no originality anymore, and we've lost that. Mm. That is, is I think I think that's fair to say in general that it's become homogenized. Yeah, now you know from you know what I played you earlier, those really yeah uh, full on ones. modern stuff from really that modern, time yeah. mm -hmm. you know from the. So from now, it's very a lot of it's gone like that. Mm -hmm. It's generic. It's very generic yeah. kind of stuff now, and it definitely doesn't have that originality mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, that for sure. So in that way, I could look at it as if uh, I would love if it was the same. But but then that means I'm just holding on to the past too much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know. But there's certainly, if you ask me today, yeah, if you ask me of to. to give you a listen of Congolese music. I would never give you a listen of the music from the last 25 to 30 yeah. years. Yeah. That yeah. is not a lot. It's not as distinctive in no, its character. It's not, it doesn't, it, it's not, it doesn't say as much as the stuff that we, we're talking no, about. It's very basically. clear. You can hear. Yeah. You can hear. I played mm. you this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, it's recorded amazing. Well, well it's, it's interesting to find out what, what is ticking the boxes or what is you know, uh, floating the boat or whatever at that particular time. And the stuff that you played me that was the chart hits from, mm. from the 90s and the, and the, the early 2000s. Uh, again, I would think that it's very similar to the more generic charts and that, that using the usual tricks that you get in, in all sorts of Western pop music yeah. with some very authentic and brilliant parts. But essen exactly. essentially, it's kind of watering it down to make it work on the radio and for it to be translatable and all that exactly you can hear that yeah so yeah. in that way then the policy 
did work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, if yeah, you look yeah. at it in that way, then M- you music didn't end with the, the end of the policy. But no, for sure that there was a change. Yeah, you know. it created this whole new movement of very yeah, yeah. original yeah. musician. And I think after that, people like then Rochero. Yeah, you know, because it kind of like. He kind of it paved the way for him. No, he did actually. This he didn't because he was popular before that. Okay, but then when that came, obviously, he wasn't as popular actually in mm-hmm. the seventies anymore. Cause okay, Franco, Franco Lombo Macchiadi, mm-hmm. who was his rival, mm-hmm. he, you know, like back then he has a lot of great songs of that time because he was from the from the west, and he used to sing a lot of. Uh, like he had this kruang o pato mame kitakizaki dingata nakunasula. He's singing this song which was very tribal. It's, mm-hmm. it's a song from a tribe. And he has a lot of songs from that time in the 70s mm-hmm. that was very, you know, traditional songs. Mm-hmm. And he was very popular. Mm-hmm. Even Mobutu loved him. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, the. Seal of approval, yes. presidential seal of approval. Yes. And was that because of of it more the more traditional nature? I think Where, because Tabule was more more exploring different sounds. Oh, yeah, he was more like a and, bourgeois kind of. Yeah, bringing all things together. And yes, and then very progressive. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it's it's it kind of like yeah, you know, yeah, he wasn't as popular. Yeah. After that, you know, I never thought about it, but I think I would imagine it's because of this reason because he was popular before that he's like rival with with Franco but he's not as well known at all yeah. outside of yeah. Congo yeah it's not but he, he he's one of the best like his singing was amazing yeah his singing was you know classic and he's very influential yeah I'd say he's even more influential than Franco okay to yeah. musicians today yes yeah, because a yeah. lot of Franco was uh, how can I say about him he was a great guitarist yeah but he was also he sang about everything mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. sang about every single thing you could sa- sa- sing about in in a society he sang about women he actually sang a porn album <laughs> literally a porn album like he's like laying it down covering all bases everything like yeah, this yeah. is literally soundtrack to yeah. a porn yeah. And that that was banned. Yeah, but, but they asked him why he did. They said it's he did it for people who you know go to, to nightclub. But this is like the album. I think it was banned. But with this internet, it came out. I think okay, ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, and you hear it. It's like what is <laughs> like laying the whole thing down, and um, he sang about that. Then he sang about people going to jail. He sang against the system sometimes he became like the enemy of like Mobutu he had to, he, he went to jail and he wasn't a great singer but the way mm-hmm. he talked he was like singing song about people mm-hmm. you know kind of provoc- uh, provoking people uh-huh. a provocateur yeah. yeah but he wasn't the best singer mm-hmm. but he was the best he, he, he was a great guitarist uh-huh. so he, he there's definitely a portion now his style of playing is seen as you know like older guys play like that and but is, what's the phrase about window old-fashioned well <laughs> you know i think franco you wouldn't say tongue about window yeah 
because talking about window is like this way is, back. This is, yeah, yeah. Forget about this it. Is, forget it. Too <laughs> old. <laughs> Finish. You think like you're old fashioned? Well, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Franco style also when I was growing up, yeah. it was seen Al- also old. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but yeah. no, as like but yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. This is like <laughs> way back. It wasn't a word <laughs> name. <after laughs> no, it. Um, this is prehistoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, but that's this. But the tabule. If you ask most musicians today yeah. who are in the charts, yeah. if you listen to their song, their way of singing, yeah. all the singers, they're all influenced by, by yeah. Tabule. So he was a guy that had that progressive element that is, I suppose, intriguing further down the line or will continue to intrigue, really. Yes. Yeah. The, the reason, basically, the reason I heard it in a nightclub in Cork is... <laughs> Is you know is, is the reason why we're talking about. But I mean, yeah. so on that bombshell, Anuel, um, thank you so much for staying the distance and for putting up with me uh, not actually pressing record a couple of times. <laughs> but um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to part three of our um, trip into the heart of the Congo, and uh, and let's play out with Happy Deo.